to join us for this talk, uh, Laughter as a Political Tool, Zuna in Malaysia. Um, and I will get on to introducing him in just one second, but before I do that, I'm going to say a little bit about our laughter theme and some of the other laughter events that we have coming up. Um, so last term, we had some events organized by Albert here, uh, looking at humor and irony in the art world. Uh, and coming up next this term, we have a couple of events organized by uh, my colleague Andrew Dean. Uh, we have one on the 22nd of January, which is called Why So Serious? Laughter and Literary Studies, which is going to be looking at uh, the relationship between the comic and the tragic in literary studies. Um, and then on the 15th of May, we have uh, a very famous comedian, screenwriter and performer, David Schneider, who has worked on I'm Alan Partridge, The Day to Day, and films such as The Death of Stalin coming to um, speak to us. And he's going to be in conversation with Devorah Baum, an academic at Southampton University, uh, who's written a couple of books on Jewish comedy and the Jewish joke. Um, Andrew and I are also organizing a conference on laughter, which we have imaginatively titled On Laughter, and it's going to be on the 11th and 12th of July. And that's going to be sort of a very interdisciplinary look at laughter. We have three keynote speakers coming from different disciplines. We have uh, Morten Kringleback, who is a neuroscientist and professor of psychiatry, coming to speak about laughter. Yasmin Mushabash coming from the University of Sydney, who's an anthropologist who works with indigenous Australians in Australia. Uh, and we have Devorah Baum come again to talk about Jewish comedy. Um, so we're gonna be looking at different themes to do with laughter, the politics of laughter, questions of what makes people laugh, um, what effect does laughter have on our bodies, how did laughter evolve, um, and what role does laughter play in uh, the way that authority, power, and morality are shaped? So if any of you do research on laughter, we're welcoming uh, abstracts from all different disciplines. So do consider sending one in. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and it's sort of nestled within these questions regarding laughter that Zunar's talk is going to fit. Um, he's going to be talking about his own life and work and about how the politics of laughter and humor have shaped the kind of work that he is produces and that he is able to produce. Um, so I'll only say a little bit now because he's going to say more, but as I'm sure all of you are aware, Zunar is one of Malaysia's most controversial cartoonists and brave political activists. Um, as a result of speaking out against corruption, hypocrisy and other political scandals in Malaysia, he spent the past decade facing endless arrests, raids, a travel ban, and he's had his books confiscated and he and his colleagues have faced constant harassment. He continues to fight through his cartoons, however, and he's currently working on education projects within Malaysia um, to help inspire the next generation of artists to become more politically active and hopeful about change. Um, and he asked me to give a very, very short introduction about Malaysian politics, so I will do that. Uh, obviously, it's a little <laughs> complex to get into in one or two minutes, but I'll do my very, very best, and apologies to those of you who already know everything I'm about to say. Um, but I think, Actually, a lot of people in the UK aren't as aware about Malaysian politics as they could be, and they certainly don't know about uh, the level and extent of the corruption and other political problems that exist. And I think demonstrating the extent of this fact is that uh, until last year, the same party, Barisan Nasional, had been in power since Malaysia's first ever democratic election after the emergency in 1956. Um, so that's 62 years of the same party being in power. And I'm sure all of you have heard about the One Malaysian Development Berhad or One MDB scandal that came to light in 2015, uh, in which the former Prime Minister Najib Razak was accused of channeling 2.67 billion ringgit 
uh, nearly 700 million US dollars from a government-run strategic development agency. Um, so he his, and his wife, Rosma, and other of their uh, government cronies are still facing prosecution by Malaysian and international law enforcement agencies. Uh, though in the meantime, they fortunately have had many of their assets, including super yachts, diamonds, and luxury handbags seized. Um, but as Zuna and I were talking about last night, this is just the tip of the iceberg um, when it comes to corruption. And really, the scale of corruption runs much deeper, becoming almost a kind of mindset um, which affects people at all levels. And enabling this are the discriminatory laws and corrupt lawyers who are used to silence people's voices. Um, and I'm sure, again, you have all heard about uh, how on numerous occasions the leader of the then, the then opposition party, Barisan National, um, Anwar Ibrahim was falsely accused of sodomy and jailed um, purely to silence his opposition to uh, Najib Razak's party. Um, and corruption in Malaysia is further supported by the lack of the freedom of the press uh, with the Sedition Act, which is an act that was in fact set up by the British colonial authorities in 1948, um, being used to silence the media or anyone who chooses to speak out against the government. Um, but there are big changes on the horizon, particularly since the Bursay movement um, or the clean, cleaning up the corruption rallies of the previous years um, and the fact that Malaysian people came together to vote out Najib's government in the summer last year. And with the hope that the new, newly released Anwar will take power in the next two years. But as Uno was telling me about last night, change can be very, very slow. And we have to be cautious with our hope. And there's still the problem of political apathy amongst many people, partly because of this okela attitude that he's telling me about. <laughs> <laughs> whatever attitude. Uh, and partly because people are afraid to speak out because we have all of these laws. And that's exactly why figures like Zuna are so important. Um, and this is reflected in his various accolades. So he was selected by Amnesty International as the first Malaysian for their biggest um, international campaign, Right for Rights. He has twice won a Human Rights Watch Award, a Courage and Editorial Cartooning Award from the Cartoonist Rights Network, and an International Press Freedom Award from the Committee to Protect Journalists, and a Swiss Foundation Cartooning for Peace Award uh, that was given to him by Kofi Annan. Um, so some of you have seen, we also have an exhibition of Zunar's work going on. So after we've taken a few questions here and listened to what Zuna has to say, we'll go over to the exhibition. We continue the discussion there and have some snacks. So without further ado, I'll give you to Zuna. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, uh, Elise, and uh, <clears throat> thank you everyone for coming. Um, I really appreciate this. Uh, people from Malaysia, a few students, and uh, also a cartoonist, yeah? Uh, Sterry Anderson, Martin Rosen, and Sir Carol. Uh, and also people from Amnesty, Rachel's, and so on, and uh, everybody spent time to come here, uh, despite the uncertain weather and political situation here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about, about uh, uh, you know what happened here. I better concentrate in my country. I better speak something I know in details. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've been drawing cartoon for more than yeah, um, 
more than 30s up close to 40 years in Malaysia. Yeah. My first cartoon was published when I was 12 years old. Yeah, many cartoonists in Malaysia already got some. You know, in Malaysia they got an award, uh, a, a, a dato, which means award from the government. When you do something, the government think you are good, they give them dato ship, dato. And after that, there another award higher than that is Tan Sri. And then there also a highest award like a sir here, they call Tun. So I I tell the government, I I not interested in datu. Don't give me datu. There are some some of my clique already got datu, yeah, cartoonists who who say good things about government. You get datu. You know, I said no. I do. I not interested. Don't give me datu. Don't give me tansri. But if they give tone, I take. Because tune and cartoon looks, you know, tune cartoon. So I think I think it's, it's I, I deserve that to get tunes, you know, in Malaysia. Yeah, I'm, I'm my. You see, this is uh, this is important. I draw cartoon about corruption in Malaysia, and people ask why I want to do this. So for me, like this, yeah, I will explain in this way. Some peoples go to university to get a degree in law. You want to be a lawyer? You need you need a degree in law. You have to go to university. Yeah, to get a to be a doctor, you need to go to university. Yeah, to get a degree. But to be a cartoonist, I no need to go to university. So that means what? I'm the chosen one. Yeah, of course. Because I'm born with talent. So how many of you can draw? Except that two person. You know, I cannot say this question to them. But how many of you can draw? Very difficult. You know, they say we are selected people. So we born with talent. So, but for me, for me, this is important quote for me. Yeah, talent is not a gift, but talent is a responsibility. In a sense that I'm not. Using my talent for my own benefit, I will use this talent. I keep using my talent for the benefit of the people, people in Malaysia and also around the world. So this is my 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 way of using sharing this with others. You see, corruption in Malaysia. Why I need to really stand up and do this type of cartoon? I explain to you corruption in Malaysia. Yeah, it was before under table. Before this, it was practice under table. After that, it developed to above table. And now, including the table, you think is. We said the corrupt. This is this is not only in Malaysia. You can use it everywhere. So this is how serious the corruption is. How serious. So as a cartoonist, you I can't simply say, oh, okay, let do it. You know, they are they are politician. They are all corrupt. I cannot say that. I said no. I want to use my talent, and I use really use my talent because against cartoon is very powerful medium of communication. I think everybody will agree with this now. So I have a I'm a cartoonist. I need to use this to 
educate the people what's happening in Malaysia and also to tell them to do something, to understand. You see, corruption in Malaysia is one MDB corruption, yeah? Actually, uh, we are, it's, it's about 3.5 billion. It's involved with people's money. Billion USD. And uh, Malaysia is, a, for me, a champion in the world in this, in this case. Yeah? We are, we are, you know, we are, we don't need to go to uh, uh, World Cup. Uh, we don't need that, you know, to, to be champion of World Cup because we are the champion in corruption. So, um, the, to, but this corruption is very complicated. It's very complicated. The way they steal money, and the money travel everywhere in the world before come back to Malaysia. So, it is very difficult to understand this. I went to a briefing, one of the briefing of this corruption and how the money travel. After I came back, I got migraine two days. Because I can't understand. This is too complicated. And that's the purpose of corruption. And that's why the cut, this is the job of cartoonists to make it simple. To make it simple for people to understand. So this is what I, I, what I use cartoon for. Yeah? So, but in Malaysia, the corruption is, this is among the characters. People in Malaysia will understand, the, will, will recognize the lady. Well, you recognize that. She is the wife of the Prime Minister. And um, she is, um, people, some people say, some people uh, say she is uh, Emilda Marcos of Malaysia. The one that uh, very powerful and the one that controls the husband and the one take more money than others. So she is the one. So um, I'm, I, I draw her a lot, yeah? And uh, this is how I draw her. This is how simple, you know, <laughs> because she loves money, she loves ring, she got a very expensive ring and handbag, it's a Birkin bag. So by combining these three things, it becomes her. So how, how lucky I am to have her. I think she is God sent to me as a cartoonist. You know, she is God sent and then she's a very cartoonable. It's very easy to make cartoon. Uh, out of her, yeah. So um, I did this. I did this, and I really, really uh, want to put my stand very clear in my cartoon. I'm quite annoyed when I see Malaysian. You see, we have been governed by the same political party for 62 years. Why? I don't blame the politician. They they always want to be in power but I blame the people. Why? Because you are not making a stand. The reason why. If, you, if everybody make a stand and make your stand clear, so they, they can't even corrupt up to billion. But why? Because people don't make, make a stand. I'm very quite annoyed with this uh, attitude when I see Malaysian. I see an artist in Malaysia also, they say, no, they say, no, I, corruption is everywhere. No, people corrupt. I change I'm my works. I have I'm a clerk. I have to do my work. We change a new politician, they corrupt. I have to do my work too. So this is not my, my, my issue. Let them corrupt. So this is the attitude. That is why for me I said I can't accept this. Some people say, Oh, I need to be neutral. 
neutral. Yeah? This is common word everywhere, neutral. You need to be neutral, and as an artist, you need to be neutral, uh, you need to be objective. I say no, I not, I not believe that. For me, I, uh, it is very, very important for us to make a stand. Neutrality is escapism. You say neutral, you don't need to do anything. You see, I, I give this example, very simple example in our life. If I am at a bus stop, yeah, and beside me a lady with a handbag, it's not a Birkin bag, but handbag, yeah. But then come a snatcher by motorbike and snatch the bag in front of you. Will you say, oh, I'm neutral. I'm not this side, I'm not that side. You need to be, you know, I'm an observer kind of things. If you do that, it means what? You are giving a signal to that snatcher to go and snatch again. Because you say people are neutral. You take this, and, and if you, you take the same scenario to the government, the same thing. If you're neutral, you give a mandate to the crook to rule you more. That's the same thing. And go back to the bus stop. If you go and help the lady, you might got hurt. The risk is there. If that person got a knife, a weapon, you might get hurt. But you need to do that. You really need to do this. So for me, that is why I come up. I, I got so annoyed with this mentality. I come up with this. Yeah? When I draw in my studio, I have a glass like this. This is where I put my pen before and after drawing. I call this pen stand. So my philosophy is, how can I be neutral even my pen has a stand. Just show that. Even my pen has a stand. How can I be neutral? How can you go so neutral? So uh, I did this, and as a result, the government banned my books. You know, um, the, the ground of the banning is uh, because, according to the government, the contents of this book are detrimental to public order and can influence the people to revolt against the government. So in Malaysia, I keep saying this so many times to Malaysians, if you want to do a revolution, you don't buy Karl Marx books. Go buy Zunar's cartoon books and you can do a revolution in Malaysia. That's what the government says. You know. <laughs> and there's so many banning, and this is one uh, also, this is Sapu Man from Superman. You know, Sapu means steel. Sapu Man, Man of Steel, you know, this is <laughs> from the movie, which is uh, New York Times used this uh, caption as, a, as a one of their title. And um, <coughs> then after that, I got arrested so many times. This is um, uh, some times ago um, under the Sedition Act, when the, the book ban was under Printing and Presses Act. And this is sedition, and arrested again, and again. You know, the <laughs> this some of these <laughs> were arrested for drawing cartoon. And, um, and <coughs> when people ask me, yeah, when I got this, do you, do you, are, are you, you know, this, I think Martin Rosen, when we have a program some time ago to 015, yeah, asked the same question, are you not afraid? I said, yes, I'm afraid. I have fear. I feel like, like, like anybody else. But when we come to the question, 
Which one is bigger? Fear or responsibility? Responsibility is bigger than fear. So we have to do this. This is not about I wanted to do, but I have to do. There's no choice. If I'm not doing this, who going to do this? And people ask, for how long? You've been doing cartoon for 30 years. This was before the change of government. Yeah, few years ago, people keep asking this question. For how long you want to do this? You've been drawing cartoon for 30 years. There's no change in Malaysia. I said, it's okay. I don't mind. I said, struggle is like it's an endless marathon. It's an endless marathon. And who is the winner in the endless marathon? It's those who keep themselves in track and move forward. You are the winner. You're not, facing, you're not facing that in your lifetime. I say, I'm okay with it. This is a gift for future generation. That's what I keep doing. And um, after that, I got travel ban. This was in two, this had, uh, immigration in 2016, June 2016. The ban was after my exhibition in Geneva, which was uh, officiated by uh, the late Kofi Annan. So the government was very angry about that. They said, I, you know, they, they, they one of the ministers make a comment that the exhibition, when I did this in Geneva, it's an open exhibition. They said that Zunar is sabotage economy, Malaysian economy. I'm sabotage Malaysian economy by doing this exhibition. In my reply, I said, look, you stole billion, and you said I sabotage economy. How come you do like this? You know? but, but that's what they are, they are doing to, to uh, you know, then travel ban on me. And for two years, actually, this travel ban is uh, uh, actually uh, come from someone uh, very powerful. We go after that later. Then uh, a travel ban. And also, the police also raided my office several times. Yeah? At the last time, when I was in London, when I was in speaking tour in London, I think during the program when we have here, at, in Kuala Lumpur, the police go and raided my office and confiscated 150 books of mine. When I went back, I go and see the police I, I, and I ask them, why do, you, why do you take my books? They say, for investigation. I said, but this 150 all, all same title. Well, you want to investigate, you can take one or two. I can give you. Why take 150 with the same title? Are you going to read all and the same things? But that's what they do. And, yeah, yeah, um, and um, not only that, and they also raided the printers who print my books. Three printers have been raided and they also give a very, the police give a very strong warning to the printers that their business license will be revoked if they print my book in the future. Yeah? And some print, one of the printers told me that the police told them that you can print porn uh, magazine, it's okay, but not, not Zunar's books. So I say, well, if, if I know this, I can do porn cartoon, it's you know, easier, you know. But um, as a result, nobody want to print. Nobody dare to print my book. This was uh, nine years ago. When that happened, nobody dare to print because according to the law, you need to put the name of the printer on the third page of your book. But the moment I put that, the police will go to the office. 
So nobody there. I have to find a way. I got three months looking for printers. Nobody want to print. So I, I find a, one solution for this. Uh, this is the example of my third page. Yeah? So you see the, the printed by, like, example is modern media and with the address. So I need, what I need to do, I blacken the name of the printer. Printed by, just black. And I put the note to the police. If you want to know who the printer is, please enter scratch and win. I said, you know, <laughs> take, take a shilling and go and scratch, you will find who the printer is. So I keep doing that because I, I, I don't want to do this. This is against the law, but I, I got no choice. I have to do this. And <clears throat> after that, okay, they, now they use three laws against me already. Uh, during this time, I got arrested so many times, and, and uh, my assistant also got arrested. My webmasters also got arrested. And the police, since I cannot sell my book uh, uh, at the bookstores around Malaysia, because the police also raided the bookstores, so I used online. But the police arrested the webmaster and demanded him to release all the online, all the customers' names who've been purchasing my, my books online. That's what they do. But it's okay. I, I keep going. I said, I said, no problem. I, 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 like I said, I need to do this. I will keep doing. You know, I, in one of the investigation, I told the police, now you can ban my book. You can ban my publication. You can ban my cartoon, but you cannot ban my mind. And I told them I will keep drawing until the last drop of my ink. And if you want to stop me, you have to stop supply of ink coming to Malaysia, you know, to make sure that ink don't come to Malaysia. Maybe there's a way you can stop me. <laughs> and um, this is chief police of Malaysia. He liked to use Twitter. People know, he says, uh, you know, Malaysians know him very well. He liked to use Twitter. And in one of the arrests, yeah, when in one of the arrests, he instructed his men to arrest me via Twitter posting. Yeah, he put his Twitter, go and arrest Zunar. And few hours after that, eight policemen came to my house at night and arrested me and bring me to the police station and put me in lockup for three days. Yeah. After I came out, I made this statement. This was, I think, in February 2015. I said, I said to him, yeah, his name is Khalid. Yes, Khalid, look, you use Twitter. Let's have a battle. I use cartoon, you have Twitter. We fight. Yeah? I said to him, from now on, that I will make sure I will draw you every day in my cartoon. Holding a handphone and tweeting. Yeah, you can see this. This is not him, but this is him. You know, every issue, he will use that. You know? And then, tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet, you know? Tweet, tweet. He's everywhere. I do every day. Until he got very angry with me. <laughs> because I said, this is how to fight through cartoon all about. You know? I, I know. I said, uh, then, of course, uh, you know, when I do this, uh, um, I know. I, I told, I, I know the gov all the government in Malaysia, they are being trained. 
they are well trained with uh, expert how to handle street demonstration, how to handle riot, how to handle protest. They know that. Every step you want to do any protest, the government is one far ahead of your step. They know. But no government in the world know how to handle cartoonists. They don't know. They don't even know what I'm going to draw tomorrow. No, they don't. So that's why I say I use cartoon. We use cartoon. I don't want to go to, to the street. I use cartoon. Until I keep drawing this guy, until one day he got very angry. I, in one of the arrests, again, yeah, I was arrested again in other part. Uh, uh, in Penang, it's uh, another part of Kuala Lumpur, which is also in Malaysia. He, I was arrested in Penang for doing an exhibition. You know, when I, I, I was not allowed to do exhibition, I cannot go out of the country, I do exhibition in Malaysia. And I was arrested too. And, and he, this guy, yeah, this tweet, tweet guy, went to Penang uh, for an official uh, event. And after that, he did a press conference. And during the press conference, the journalist asked him, why you arrest Zunar? He said that, oh, he do bad cartoon about me, bad cartoon about our leaders. And the, then journalists asked again, but as a political cartoonist, what, what should he draw? Then his reply is, Zunar, I suggest Zunar to draw Donald Duck. <laughs> That's what he says. And the next day, when I saw the news, I said, oh, thank you very much because I really don't know what to draw. I was scratching my head for a few hours today. I don't know what to draw. Thank you very much for giving me an, an idea. So I come up with uh, Donald Duck, the Prime Minister as Donald Duck and carrying the money and the wife is a Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so I came up with this cartoon. Of course, after that, I, was, I get arrested again because you know, people are very angry about that. You know? <laughs> so this is, this is about to fight through cartoon. We really use a cartoon and, and, and use the, the one that, uh, the very creative way. It's a very creative way. I'm, I'm, uh, the government used six laws against me. Uh, detrimental to parliamentary democracy, which the, the, the latest one you see, is, uh, so my cartoon is detrimental to parliament nowadays, you know. And then also the penal code, the printing law where they ban my books, the multimedia law, and travel ban and the sedition act. Yeah. The sedition is, uh, I, I've been arrested so many times because of sedition. And um, in fact, I, I'm the record holder in Malaysia. I got nine charges under the sedition act. So um, this is how the government do. But for me, I, like I mentioned earlier, we need to keep going. We need to do what we know best and do a creative way. I, if you cannot beat them, you laugh at them. What can they do? Yeah, you laugh at them, just laugh. You go there, the Prime Minister say, we make I will make sure I will give everybody, uh, uh, I will make sure everybody get, uh, 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 you know, benefit from Malaysia. Or everybody will get subsidy, or everybody will get scholarship, every student. You say that, we just laugh at him. He says, ha, 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 ha. You say, ha, ha, what can you say? There's no regime can stand if people keep laughing at him. 
There's nothing here. No dictator can stand it. People can laugh at him. So this is what cartoonists do. Yeah, we, we keep laughing at him. I, 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 in my posting, so many posting in Malaysia, yeah, in social media, I told Malaysia, no, I know you are not brave enough to go to the, to the street to join demonstration. Some of you work with the government. You're very worried of your position. Some uh, uh, university student, they worry about their scholarship. So I said, no problem. Come with me. I provide you the safest but yet very effective way of protest. Laughter is the best protest. Laugh at them. You just keep laughing until, you know, maybe in Malaysia, it can, it, maybe it ha will happen one day, they introduce anti-laughter law. The laughing become illegal. You know, the, those who want to laugh need to go to the nearest police station to get a license to laugh. You know, you know, it's in, in Malaysia also like that. You know, you get to fill up the form. You know, like example, when you're going to laugh. You know, at the second of February, the venue is Merdeka Square. How many of you want to laugh? About four hundred people. Who going to laugh at the opposition? or the government, or any specific minister, so the prime minister, you need to say that. We cannot think, so what type of laughter? Ha, 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 he, 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 all the need to register. Maybe, you know, one day they cannot think, but we need to go this. We need to really, really go them by this. They really don't know how to, 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 to handle this. But again, this is about law, it's about laughter against the law. It just go like that. So I, I really believe this. I really believe you can use a creative way is a creative way, which is, uh, I think, the most effective, creative and effective. So this is I, I keep doing. And um, <coughs> when I, you see, even when I, I, I was interviewed at one time, yeah, I was interviewed where people say, uh, I was interviewed in London, I was interviewed in London when I was charged with nine sedition charges with uh, 43 years jails waiting for me. In, I think it was interviewed by The Guardian. Uh, the journalist asked me, why you want to go back? Why do you stay here and, and apply for asylum? Definitely you can get it. I said, no, I want to go back. I want to use this case uh, to create an awareness. And I said this word, yeah? Only by fighting, you get a chance. If you don't fight, you're definitely a loser. Definitely. So I say this word, if I fight, I got two chances. If I'm the one who finally is going to spend time in jail, or the Prime Minister of Malaysia is going to spend time in jail. You get two chances. You get two chances, yeah? But now, He's being arrested, the Prime Minister of Malaysia. Maybe he go to jail, you know, maybe. But again, it's about to fight. If you don't fight, you definitely, they are very happy about it. They, are, they, they always want me to stop. They always want people to stop. And, and you, everybody got a problem and seek asylum. It's good for the country. Why you want to do this? You know, I say, it's good for me, yes, but not for my country, not for my people. That's why I keep using this cartoon uh, uh, the way of uh, uh, fighting to really, really go against the government and a very, very creative way. It's a very creative way. So I, um, and I want to do this. 
I really want to draw a cartoons that really get to the people's heart. My cartoon is not about just simply to draw and make people laugh, but to go to their heart. So this is my philosophy. For me, the art that comes from the hands reaches eyes. But the art that comes from heart will reach the heart. So this is very important. So I, this is what I'm doing. I, I, I think I did a good, uh, I, I think I did a, a, a touch of Malaysian heart on my cartoon. I want them to react, not only, not only read my cartoon, laugh and get the message, it's not enough to react, to do something about it, to come forward and do something and, and, and make a things. Whatever you can do is good. So uh, this is my fight through cartoon, yeah, for for the for yeah uh, to to fight against the the regime, uh, to expose a corruption and to uh, really go against uh, those in power. So I always say that uh, why pinch when you can punch? So you you punch, don't pinch. Pinch is uh, you know you can pinch, but no, that is not effective anymore. So you need to punch. So um, thank you very much. I hope you can enjoy my uh, my talks. Uh, uh, I also get the books and a calendar. Those who really want to purchase at uh, ten pound or something like that as a contribution, if if you are need. So um, again, thank you very much for coming and and uh, we open it for Q and A. Yeah? Thank you, uh, Alice. Thank you so much, that was absolutely fascinating and really funny at the same time, which is no less than I expected. Um, I thought it was really, I guess this is more of a comment than a question, but I thought it was so interesting because a lot of, when, when people try and do art which is funny, it's more about trying to make it seem like it's clever, so it's difficult to understand the joke, and then that means that when you understand the joke, you're like, huh, hmm. But your art is more like, people are actually laughing and I think that's what makes it so special. And yeah, I think it's something to do with the way that you make the joke very simple so that people can understand it. And the drawing is simple. And yeah, I was wondering if you had anything more to say about that, about the simplicity of the jokes. Yeah. Please put that microphone. Well, you can come here. Yeah, I think to, to the important thing is to make things simple. I believe communication is about that. I don't like to use all uh, very complicated words. Uh, I, I, I want to go down in terms of communication as low as I can. So this is, I think, if I get, uh, uh, I can get 10 people to understand, why limit it to five? For me like that. So I go beyond that. Uh, uh, so I, I like to use a, the, the very, very simple. And the image I use is the one that really, really only Malaysia can understand. The, the people you, you have every day. Like you see, to show the corruption, yeah, example. Yeah, there are some, some, some image that uh, people do here like Martin or Terry use, uh, you know, in, in British or some cartoonists do in the US. That image, yeah, that object, may not people not recognize in, in, in Malaysia. So I'm not to use. I, I, I'm not going to use that. 
let's say Halloween pumpkin. Yeah, you do in Malaysia, people don't understand what is Halloween. They don't they don't understand the joke. So they want to use it. As an example, yeah, the, the corruption. Corruption, yeah. I use ring. Ring? The handbag. Yeah, people can understand. And uh, this, the, the thing that you see every day. And and I really want to use uh, even at toward the end of general election, I want to tackle more female voters and what makes them understand yes female female voters in malaysia they are used to don't want to comment about politics they go about their stuff they, they say this is politics is not their this is too hard too difficult or whatever reason but for me no you need to take part of it but how to tackle them how to make them so i use a, a, a pink color like a fashion magazine a pink color so i use a ring a ring, and then um, I, I make, compare the wife of prime minister with their life, with housewife. You can hear that. You see, the, um, the cartoon I do about the, the wife of prime minister, the handbag is Prada. You know? so the, the brand is Prada. But the housewife is uh, having a Prata. Roti Prata. You know? so, so, show that how, that's just something that can, they can understand daily. So they, they can, by doing that, only they think this cartoon is belong to them and they can understand. Only you can grab them to come, to, to, to take part on this. And once they start to debate, take, to, to take part, then it's good. It's, it's, uh, you get more people to react to your cartoon. So the, the important thing is very, very simple. To do it simple, to do it uh, at a very, very low, the lowest uh, uh, type of communication. Yeah, the lowest step because my cartoon is very is uh, uh, the corruption the issue is very very complicated like I mentioned earlier and how I did this for me I'm I need to really really for my cartoon I it takes me some time eight hours to ten hours to come up with a very simple cartoon because the, I, I need to understand what what is what is people thinking what is their heart what is their mind I try to understand that the more the more uh, I use, uh, I have to more to study more. Take time to study more. What is in these people's mind in this cartoon? So the analogy is like this. You know, when I I stand on the beach, you can see the ocean. There are so many things at the on the surface. So many beautiful things you can draw, but for my cartoon, it's not enough. I need to dive to the bottom of the sea and see things from that perspective. To go very, very deep and come up with a very simple thing. Yeah. This is not simple. Yeah? The cartoon is not simple. It is compact. It is compact. Make things difficult, but make it very, very simple, compact, and less word is better. Simple drawing is better. So, but again, uh, uh, to make, and then also people need to laugh. They need to laugh at it. So I, I, you see my cartoon now, they got a very small, small thing below the main subject. So I have a concept what we call main dish and dessert. Do you want to choose first? You know? Like tweet tweet is a dessert. You know? And there's also a ring. Sometimes the, the, the like I, I draw the wife of the Prime Minister every day also. Even though with a ring. She's wear a ring every day. But if she's not in the in the sometimes she's not in the picture because the size of the, you know, 
so but the ring must be there to show that she's there. Only the, the it's not in the frame. So people, some people like to 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 see the ring first. Yeah, some people see, uh, like to see the main subject first. So that kind of things. On her hair is uh, the is, uh, I every day I draw about the price tag of the hair is one thousand two hundred. Why? It is it is because she she once said that uh, the cost of her hairdo is one thousand and two hundred ringgit once. So since then I put every day one thousand two hundred because you see why? Because this is also connected to the people because people keep asking for the minimum wage at one thousand two hundred and Malaysian government say we don't have a money for that but your wife can do one hairdo one thousand two hundred. So I keep reminding people like that. So people also can understand from the hair, from the kind of thing. So I, that's how I make it simple. Yeah, thank you.